ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Being a tight end at Notre Dame just means, you know, being, you know, a jack of all trades. You know, you can do anything they're asked of you. And then just being, you know, dominant on the field once the ball gets their hands and make a play. And um, that's why you come here. Here come the Irish. What a run! Welcome to the Indy on NBC podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robinson. What a fantastic day, isn't it? 42-3. Notre Dame beats Navy in Ireland in Aviva Stadium. I'm over here in Europe, and I was watching Sam Harvin start throwing these dimes. But first and foremost, it started on on the, the ground, the run game. The offensive line is the crown jewel, the sterling, sterling pearl that, that Notre Dame has to offer. Audrey Estime started off the season exactly what we thought. <laughs> <laughs> a big bowling ball. He is fierce. Got that touchdown to Darian Price, another one. And then it just kind of like just kept piling up. Notre Dame was in control from then on. The passing game blossomed. We saw a lot of young names, names that we're going to learn very quickly. And I feel like hopefully we'll be saying very much in the next couple of years. Jaden Greathouse had two touchdowns, including this one really nice outright. He just showed a very, uh, I think, a very mature sense uh, of receiving, like as far as route running is concerned settling in that pocket and knowing where he was right on the pylon. I thought that was brilliant for a freshman. Deion Colsey and Jaden Thomas also scoring. So now we see a lot of young players filling in that production. Michael Mayer left. But now this is going to be a really fun interview for us because uh, we actually have two here. But this one coming up, Holden stays tight end. We'll be able to understand a little bit more about what goes in, uh, goes on in between the ears of uh, a tight end in the Notre Dame tight end room. I mean, producing guys like Michael Mayer. <laughs> All of us should be lined up to see how greatness is produced. And then finally, we get to talk to Jason Garrett. What happened in Ireland? What was it like being there? And then what can we look forward to against this home opener against Tennessee State? Without any further ado, here's Holden Stays. Here we are, Holden. I am, uh, I, I'm thrilled to be with you because uh, – Undefeated 1-0, the Navy game. My dad went to Navy. I know we were talking about it at my home. Notre Dame Navy, of course, I was saying go Irish. What was your takeaway just from being in Ireland first time in Europe? Um, I would say first and foremost, it was just a great experience. Um, shout out to the Irish fans for coming out there and supporting us. It was a great atmosphere to be a part of. I would say my favorite part was honestly driving into the stadium and just seeing all those fans cheering us on. And the Ireland streets had all the Notre Dame gear on, so that was cool. And then um, – you know, it was a big-time game for us just to start the season off the right way. We had a long uh, summer camp, you know, getting ready for the season, and then that was just a good reward to, you know, start off 1-0, get a lot of points on the board. And then uh, for myself, I thought I played pretty well in the first game of the year. So just building off that was good. 
what did you uh, like most about your, your game? Um, you know, I would just say I felt like, you know, I knew my job well. We had two weeks to really prepare for Navy, hone in on that. So I just felt confident in the game plan and my responsibility in the offense, and I just felt like I executed um, as well as I could. Could have been better in a few, few reps, but overall I thought it was a good performance for me and just doing what I could to help the offense succeed. So, Holden, you know, everyone, like you look at that tight end room, it's Michael Mayer, you know, you think, man, like what an unbelievable player to learn from and to be with and learn around. Like, so when you think about what, what skills he taught you and how he, you know, helped you kind of mold your game and to kind of prepare you for this moment right now, uh, what, what, what comes to mind? Yeah, definitely last year, just being a freshman and watching Mike practice every day out there in the games was a great experience for me. Um, definitely a blessing just seeing, you know, probably the best side in the country last year and just taking some of the stuff he did in his game. I would say some of the biggest things he taught me was just coming to work every day and, um, you know, not thinking about the previous game or the previous practice, just taking it practice by practice and, um, letting, you know, letting the work speak for itself. He just was really all about just putting the work in and not thinking about the results. All that came, you know, as a result of all the hard work he put in. And then just some of the stuff he did on the field was just really impressive to watch. And um, I try to just take some of the stuff he did, you know, in the blocking game and the passing game and just incorporate it to my game as best as possible. Yeah, and that's one thing I, I love about the, the tight end room that you guys have. It's, you know, you take just as much pride in being a, like basically, you know, a, a six offensive lineman in addition to your route running. You know, when you think about your game particularly, uh, what's a big what's a big key for this season that we can kind of follow at your progress in? Are, are you thinking like, you know, route running, blocking? Like what specifically can we kind of follow along with? Yeah, I would say for my role in the offense, I think I need to be really good in both areas. So I think in the Navy game, I, I showed that a little bit. Uh, the ball didn't come our way in terms of the tight end. So, you know, we were out there blocking as best as we could. So obviously being physical in the run game and just setting up, uh, you know, holes for the uh, running backs and the quarterbacks to run through. And then, you know, once the ball does get in my hands, getting open for the quarterback and then just making a play once it's in my hands, I think I can do that really well. Uh, so then opportunity presents itself, just being ready for the moment and uh, going out there and making plays for the team. I'm going to be a little nerdy here. You know, I played wide receiver back in the day, and I remember this one guy who's an NFL player. He told me, you know, how, how to be deceptive in route running, you know, because the cornerbacks the are smart. They understand tape. And I saw you were making a comment recently about, you know, learning how to be deceptive, you know, when you're running these routes. Uh, who, who do you study? How, how do you kind of implement that, that idea of deception in route running? Um, I would say this is kind of – common answer for a tight end but obviously Travis Kelsey George Kittle I would, I would say those are the two guys that I spend the most time watching um just how unique they are in their uh, route game and just you know obviously not the fastest guys on the field a lot of guys are guarding are faster than him but you just know you just got to learn how to you know put your big body on their little body you know use all your weight to get off of them and then you know being efficient in and out of your breaks is something that's really big in the tight end position so just trying to get better that day in and day out um I would say that's big in terms of route running as a tight end Coach Parker, now the offensive coordinator, you know, what what has that relationship been like for you uh, now in year two as, as a sophomore for you? Yeah, it's been really good for me. I would say the biggest advantage we have is just him still being a really good and really hands-on tight ends coach, but then having the offensive coordinator aspect of it, we I just feel like we are a lot more prepared, you know, going to practice every day, getting the game plans for each week for the um, what the game plan is for the offense. I just feel like we're kind of a step ahead just because we have him in the room and everything he's thinking he'll just blurt it out, even if it's not related to our role as a tight end exactly. He'll just be like, oh, I got to do this with offense, and then we'll hear it. So we just feel a lot, a lot more prepared going to practice every day. Um, and then with that, you know, him being the tight ends coach and the offensive coordinator, that just puts a little bit more light on us because, you know, we're under his wing. So that just puts pressure on us to be the best we can be, go out there and just, you know, make plays holistically for the offense. 
some of the, the great tight ends that come to Notre Dame, you know, I love Tyler Eifert, you know, like Kyle Rudolph. I mean, the list just goes on. It's a, it's a pretty great list. What do you think uh, is, if you can kind of pin it down, what is that Notre Dame tight end? What, what are the characteristics that, hey, like that's a Notre Dame tight end guy? I would say first, I would say it starts off the field, just all the preparation that goes into, you know, getting out here on the field, but just, you know, being a leader first and foremost as a tight end, you know, you're with the offensive line. So those big guys up front and then just carrying that over to the receivers, um, just being a leader, being in the weight room, you know, you got to get stronger because, you know, sometimes you can block a really big defensive end. You're blocking a lot of linebackers when you're pulling stuff like that. So you have to take care of that aspect. And then just knowing the ins and outs of the offense, because like I said, you're blocking, you're catching passes. You got to know the whole route tree and all that. So that's a big part. And then once you get on the field, I would just say being a tight end at Notre Dame just means, you know, being, you know, a jack of all trades. You know, you can do anything they're asked of you. And then just being, you know, dominant on the field. Once the ball gets in their hands, make a play. And um, that's why you come here, you know, as a tight end at Notre Dame. The focus is going to be on you. If you do what you're supposed to do, you know, all goes well. You can get to the NFL. So I would say that's the biggest thing, being tight end at Notre Dame. You mentioned the gym. I, I got to ask about the workout routine. Let's talk about it. Up 20 pounds. You know, like Coach Bayless, I don't know if you're into basketball, but Coach Popovich at, at the Hall of Fame thing for the Spurs, you know, saying that the, the pieces that have been there for the entire way were, you know, R.C. Buford, you know, the ownership, and he mentioned the strength, the strength coach. Yeah, how has yeah. Coach Bayless helped you uh, evolve? Yeah, he helped me a ton. Coming into Notre Dame, I was I was always big into working out, but I was just kind of doing my own stuff. We had a really good program in high school, but nothing structured to like, okay, coming in, how do I need to get my body right to be a college division one tight end? So once I here, you know, he just showed me what that looked like. Obviously I had great leadership in my own tight end room, just seeing the older guys and what, you know, their body was and just knowing that I had to get there eventually. So uh, I came in and I was determined to do that the first summer that I got here. Coach Bayless was hard on me. He saw potential in me. Um, so he invested a lot in me. And then just, you know, being, um, you know, what's uh, just, just being very focused on, you know, the weight room, eating right and just having all that payoff. So, yeah. What, what is a can you un, un, uh, was it un, unravel the curtain a little bit? What exactly is the diet of, of coming? You're 242 pounds. You know, you're strong as an ox and move like a deer. So, like, what, what are you eating? man? I, you know, like, can you just like walk me through? Like, are you cooking or like what, what do you like to eat? I would say breakfast. I do like five eggs. I like to do some oatmeal with that, some bacon. Lunch <laughs> or before lunch, you got to get an uncrustable in there. And then lunch, usually do maybe like some Chick Fil A, something like that. And then uh, first dinner, which is at like five, probably do some pasta. And then second dinner, definitely like some steak, something like that. Um, Chipotle can't go wrong with Chipotle. So I try to do four meals a day: first dinner at five, second dinner at nine. So yeah. Wow. First and second dinner. I have never heard that before. I love it. Okay. So, so let, let's talk about campus life. You know, during this podcast, we like to kind of, you know, talk about the humanity, you know, of the guys that we see every Saturday. What, what are you, um, what are you studying? What do you, what do you, uh, what do you, what do you love about your classes this fall? Yeah. So I'm a film television major. Um, I'm a sophomore at Notre Dame. So last year I was kind of just taking all the core classes that you have to take as a freshman, but now I'm kind of starting to get into the core classes of my major, which has been cool the first two weeks of school. Um, so those classes are ethics and journalism, broadcasting the news, which is kind of my main focus. I'm kind of interested in the broadcasting element of TV. Um, so getting into that one day. And then another one I'm just taking is uh, just intro to television. But, yeah, so um, definitely excited to you know, have this conversation with you because this is something I'm interested in down the road. 
so yeah, that's a big part of uh, what's going on right now for me, uh, academics-wise. Uh, on the sports side, on the news side, television, game shows, like what, what kind of TV? You know, the athlete part of me wants to say sports, but I feel like I could do both. Um, coming from Atlanta, I knew some sports broadcasters that were on Channel 2 Action News, so I've seen kind of the news side as well. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so I feel like I could do both, but right now I'll say sports. Have, have you ever done any like, you know, like like TV stuff or like calling stuff, social media type of stuff before? I did a little bit in high school. We had a broadcasting, um, you know, um, you know, online service that we had. So we were pretty good in high school. So I did a few things when I wasn't on the field. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to explore more. Wow. Well, that's fantastic, man. So tell me tell me about these uh, these. Uh, Notre Dame traditions because everyone has one that they love. You know, it's it's like their thing, and they're like, man, that's Notre Dame to me. It's so special. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Yeah, I would say for me, it's definitely going to the grotto. It's just a peaceful atmosphere. Getting out there on the lake, that's right across the street. They just got a new fountain, so that's just really nice. Over the summer, I went there a lot. Um, after we would do fellowship, I would drive down there, and I would either you know call my girlfriend, call my mom, something like that, just spend time out there. And then after that, I would just go across the street and just, you know, kind of be at peace with myself for a few minutes, send a prayer up and just kind of think about to myself what I want to accomplish for the week. And then, um, you know, just kind of light the candle, walk away. And then you just kind of know that, you know, God's got your back after that. So, yeah, definitely good tradition at Notre Dame for sure. Hmm. Yeah, man. It's, you just something about the grotto. Once you, you just I, you're just irreplaceable. That's all I have to say. Just enjoy it. Enjoy Light a candle for me. So uh, the last question I have for you is when you think about this upcoming week, uh, Tennessee State, first time Notre Dame has ever played in HBCU. uh, What are you looking forward to uh, in preparation this week for this game, home opener? Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, So many people in my family went to HBCUs. My mom, my aunt and uncles uh, went to Spelman College, Xavier, um, Jackson State. So I know the HBCU tradition. I know what it means. Um, so I'm just excited to have, you know, the marching band come up. I don't know if I'll get to see them at halftime since we'll be in the locker room, yeah. but um, I just know we'll feel the atmosphere. Um, I'm super excited. All my family's coming up just because they're excited about the game as well. Um, so I can't wait. It's the home opener. We're coming off a really big win last week. So I just feel like the atmosphere of the stadium is just going to be electric, um, and I just can't wait. I think it's going to be a great game, great atmosphere. So I'm really excited for Saturday. You and me both. Thank you so much, and best luck to you, Holden. Yes, sir. appreciate you. Thank you. I am so thrilled to be here with Jason Garrett. Jason, I got to ask, how was Dublin? How was it? Dublin was fantastic. You know, Corey, I had been to Ireland before, but I'd never been to Dublin. And uh, there were more pubs per square feet than I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I think it's kind of a a rocking place to begin with. But then when you bring 40,000 fighting Irish fans over there and – and give them a chance to run run rampant through that town. Uh, it can be a fun week. So uh, you, you can't walk 10 steps without seeing another pub, and, and every one of them is packed, playing music, having some beverages, telling stories. Uh, it was really a fun week. There was a lot of energy over there. It was fun to be a part of it. I know you're a big music guy, and I saw Bono at, on Broadway in New York, and you know he was talking about growing up, and, and I didn't know he was from Dublin. I, I just not a big U2 fan, and so I went to Dublin too, and I was like, oh, got it, rock and roll, yeah, defiant joy. Right. I totally understand U2 now. Yeah, just the, so just the let, boys from Dublin, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just exactly what it is. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, Tennessee State coming up. It's the first HBCU game. Uh, Notre Dame's ever ever playing. It's Saturday, 3.30 p.m. on NBC and Peacock. 
what have you seen from Navy? That, sorry, that game against Navy that Notre Dame can translate uh, this weekend and build on. Just was really impressed with everything about how they played right from the start. You know, there was no question about, hey, they're transitioning. They're trying to get their feet underneath them. They handed the ball to Audrey Kestaman in the first play of the game. They came off the ball and, and knocked the Navy defense back, and here comes Estime. And you could tell everybody was ready to go. 12-play drive, touchdown. So, so they did all the things they were supposed to do in this game. There was never any kind of doubt or trying to figure this thing out a little bit. You know, on the defensive side, they did the same thing. There were a couple plays early on in the triple option. Navy ran it from some different looks. And, and you know, the fullback broke out for, for a big gain or they got on the perimeter. But then Notre Dame just shut it down. And in situational football, they played really well. When they got down in the red zone, they scored touchdowns. When Navy got close, they turned them back. And uh, there just was no doubt about the outcome of this ball game right from the start. And, and that's the sign of a mature team. A lot of uh, seniors on that defense, you're bringing a six-year quarterback and, and Sam Hartman to lead your team offensively. A lot of guys who played a lot of snaps for Notre Dame. And uh, so it was fun to see them play well. And now the lesson is, okay, great. That's fantastic. That one's done. Can you come back after travel back from the London, get back to work, practice the way you're supposed to, and beat another team you're supposed to? We'll see. Uh, yeah, uh, and, and when they're coming back from Ireland, it's, it's one thing I'm curious because in that game we saw um, Sam Hartman play, you know, a, a, a more – uh, it wasn't necessarily a featured role per se. You know, the, like you said, the run game was like the big star of the show, the offensive line. Uh, what is the the proper role you see him coming into as this season progresses, just so we can keep an eye on it? Boy, if, if they can play that same kind of formula, uh, I think that'll be great for their team. It'll be great for their quarterback so he doesn't feel the burden of putting the whole Notre Dame fighting Irish family on his shoulders every week. You know, if you can hand the ball to Estime and that stable of backs they have, and you can throw it to different guys and rely on the offensive line and have a good mix between run and pass, boy, boy it's going to make his life a heck of a lot easier. And we saw that in the game. They ran the ball a lot early in the game. Then the play-action passes came alive. Receivers streaking down the middle of the field because you're, you're seeing eight and nine-man boxes. So, so that's the best formula for them. It's going to be tougher as it goes. It's going to be harder to control the line of scrimmage when you start playing Ohio State and some of the other teams that you're playing over the course of the schedule. But that's a good formula for them. And the other part of it is it helps the defense. Hmm. You know, Notre Dame's offense is on the ball for 12 plays to start the game. Those guys on defense are over on the sidelines getting fresh. When they get their chance, they're chopping the bit to go get them. So uh, the formula was right against Navy. It should be a similar formula this week against Tennessee State. And it's something they'd like to do uh, week in and week out because I think it gives them the best chance of winning. Last year I was there, Marshall, and I, I didn't expect it. I thought it was going to be, look, the take care of business. That did not happen. Do you, you were there in Ireland. You saw the fanfare. Do you think there's any type of chance whatsoever that uh, it'll sneak up on them this week like it did last year? No, you know, it's, it's really lessons learned. It's lessons learned by the coaches and lessons learned by the players. A lot of the guys that are playing, for Notre Dame on Saturday were here last year against Marshall. They, they played in that game. They're involved in that game. And, uh, you know, whatever it is, whatever evaluation you do as a player and a coach, when you reflect back, what did we do leading up to the game? What was our mindset and mentality in this game? Were we overlooking this team? Did we prepare well enough? All of those things 
if you reflect back honestly and genuinely, that's when you learn. And, and, and I do think, you know, Marcus Freeman and his staff, they do a great job learning from the situations. When you have success, what was good, what wasn't good. When you have adversity, what was good and what wasn't good. That's what gives you a chance to grow and get better. And we saw that over the course of the season for Notre Dame last year. So uh, if you're asking me, are they going to be ready to play this week? I'm going to say absolutely. And again, a lot of that's because of the experience they had last year against Marshall. Talking to you always fires me up, Coach. Can't wait to watch you uh, this weekend. Tennessee State game. Watch Coach call the game. Uh, and I, after that, of course, we're going to preview next week's matchup against NC State. So be sure to download and subscribe to the Notre Dame on NBC podcast on the NBC Sports YouTube channel and wherever you get your audio podcasts. Go Irish. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave.